Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Two weeks ago, we spoke with Russian financier Andrei Movchan, who in a Moscow Times op-ed described Putin as a terrorist who first abducts millions of hostages and then begins to murder them. Mr. Movchan argues the West, though, is playing right into Putin's hands with sanctions. And Mr. Movchan says back with us, non-resident scholar in the economic policy program at the Carnegie Moscow Center. His research focuses on Russia's economy, and this is interesting, the future of Russia's economic relations with the EU. From 2006 to 2008, Mr. Mofchan was the CEO of the Renaissance Credit Bank, and he was named the most successful CEO of an asset management company in Russia by Forbes. Mr. Mofchan, good to have you back with us. I just want to quote from the story you wrote, or the op-ed you wrote in the Moscow Times. You wrote, with half-crazed rhetoric, the Russian dictator and his coterie are declaring their right to employ massacre and destruction to establish whatever order they want in the territory of independent countries while threatening to unleash nuclear weapons against anyone who would dare to interfere. Since we spoke two weeks ago, has anything occurred that has caused you to change your, your, your view on this? And how do you assess Putin and what he's doing right now? Well, uh, good evening, and thank you very much for inviting me in. Um, during these two weeks, not, not much has changed, actually, and, and surprisingly not much has changed, because the the operation, uh, as it is called in Russia, or the war uh, unleashed in Ukraine, as it's called in the entire world, um, didn't progress much. Russian troops uh, didn't manage to capture any significant point or city. The... Uh, the area occupy, occupied didn't change in the last two weeks. Uh, the situation with the sanctions didn't change much as well. Some of the uh, personal sanctions were, were implemented on top of what, what was done before, but uh, no oil embargo, no maritime embargo, no uh, significant steps were undertaken um, since, since we last spoke. The situation uh, looks to be uh, quite stable in in negative terms. So he uh, he being Putin is not at all. Uh, I shouldn't say not at all, but not as disturbed as he would be if there were a complete economic boycott of Russia, which is in within the uh, the realm of the possible and within the realm of the powers of the of the Western politicians. I believe that the the approach um, uh, taken by Kremlin in that situation is that uh, they need to solve their prime military goals and their prime military goal is not to occupy ukraine or not the victory their their goal is to to pretend they succeeded in ukraine to sell it to to the population in russia and to retreat on most favorable terms in terms of the sanctions uh, later they started to talk uh, about the the sanctions lifting as a condition as a precondition for the retreat um, I think they still believe that they can get away with that and the sanctions will be lifted in big part. And at least the oil embargo would not be in place and they, they'll continue selling oil. They'll continue selling gas. Uh, and uh, just selling oil and gas is enough to feed the economy. They, the economy would not prosper, of course. The economy is uh, now uh, pushed back about 20, 25 years. But uh, people... Um, People accept that. Uh, generally, there is no uh, mass protest in Russia. 
Many people um, uh, unify their positions with the position of the power. Many people are frightened of, of expressing their positions. And uh, Putin rightfully thinks that, that the country will survive. It will be, it'll be poor, uh, with no progress, no science, um, no ability for people to go on vacations abroad. Uh, the deficits of, um, of food and uh, brown and white goods and electronic goods. Uh, but uh, but but it still will uh, be solid and working on on the on the Putin's ambitions. Yeah, you told us two weeks ago that what the West needs to do is deprive the Kremlin of what it needs to retain control and project power. And those were three things: keeping Russians tied down inside Russia retains brain power and ingenuity for Putin to exploit. You also told us, and this really surprised me that he controls the population by the very fact that very few people in Russia are wealthy. Only 100,000 families in Russia have savings of more than $1 million. And there's also the so-called personal sanctions. So if he can control those three aspects of what's going on externally directed his way, then he maintains at least the illusion of doing what he said he would do in satisfying the general Russian population, which isn't all that well informed, that projecting the sense through disinformation, that he's doing what he set out to do. Absolutely. Uh, and that's how it works right now. And if you follow the events in Russia, you see these stadiums <coughs> that he gathered uh, in support of his policies and how the propaganda works and how calm all the uh, top officials and, uh, and oligarchs are. You would see that the process of consolidation really goes because poor people, they... They are addicted to the uh, to the television. They um, consume what's what's been given by by the TV. Um, the uh, social networks are much harder to to follow now because you need you need to use VPNs for that. You, you cannot do it directly, and not not many people know what it is. Um, the alternative media were closed, and now there is a campaign against the enemies of the people in Russia, enemies of the nation. It's official, and then people start to. Um, uh, start to fear uh, talking to their neighbors, uh, as it was in the 30s um, in, in, in Soviet Russia. Uh, and, um, and, and even those people who could have left Russia, taking the intellectual potential out of that, are pretty much helpless now because yeah. they, they don't get the um, propositions from abroad. Many companies stop hiring uh, Russians all around the world. Many, com many companies uh, are reconsidering the positions Russians have. Many people say we would like to leave, but, but we just can't. We don't know how, how to survive outside Russia. And they will be doomed to be part of the regime and to help the regime at that. Do you think the, the Western politicians, the Western leaders, have been intimidated by Putin and, uh, and, and just are, are doing exactly what they should not be doing? And what I'm driving at here is he threatened obliquely the use of nuclear weapons and the Western politicians, led by Mr. Biden, immediately jumped to the bait and said, well, if we get into a shooting war with Russia, uh, an American jet fighter against a Russian jet fighter, we have World War III and it could be a nuclear exchange, which I think is exactly what Putin wanted as far as the response from Biden is concerned. So is that correct? And then secondly, what do you think Putin is capable of as far as using additional weapons? We, we hear that he's used hypersonic missiles in, in Ukraine now. Do you think he's capable of moving, moving to biological and chemical weapons as well? 
the the second question is maybe easier um using biological and chemical weapons in ukraine which is adjacent to russia and has a very long border is extremely dangerous with regards to the the consequences for for russia itself uh the two countries are very much interconnected and when the chernobyl nuclear plant exploded uh the major um major damage was done to russian territories because of the uh because of the cloud which which went from chernobyl um by the wind to to russia with that regard uh i don't really think putin will do that and there is little sense in doing that because it's, it's impossible to win the war by using the biological or chemical weapon you can kill more people you will uh alienate more people in the world including the chinese the chinese will be frightened as well but 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 you you don't get to to any positive results on that you even would not be able to operate in the area which is contaminated um with that with that regard i wouldn't i i wouldn't think he is preparing for that he's he has just started uh according to the media to use the hypersonic missiles i have no idea how many hypersonic missiles they have i i believe there are not many it's still an experimental weapon and yeah. uh, most probably there are, there are just just few missiles he, he he uses now and he uses them now because he's uh, short of um other missiles including the the winged missiles uh and, and that's that's bad news for him actually not the good news mm-hmm. um speaking about the first question uh, whether the um western leaders are terrified by by mr putin's or, or played and, into his hands by their reaction. yeah and, and and essentially play playing into, into, into the into his hands it's it's, it's a big question because uh, from from putin's perspective he now fights the west in ukraine from the cynical western perspective perspective um putin's fighting ukraine and the west is not part of the war at all as putin's lost about fifteen thousand troops 10% of its tanks and about 7% of its uh, its fighter aircrafts and the west is still not in war um in certain sense uh that's beneficial for the west uh, one more question for you uh your research focuses on russia's economy and you also look at the future of russia's economic relations with the eu what could that possibly look like going forward what could russia's uh, economic relations with the EU possibly look like? It's very hard to predict for the long term. You know, you know the, the economic relations between Germany and France, for example, in 1930 and in 1950 were, were very different. And in between, they, they were different as well. So talking about 10 or 15 years ahead, I have no predictions. It's impossible to do. Talking about uh, one to, to three years' time, uh, most probably these relations will be limited to the supplies of oil from Russia and the supplies of, of gas from Russia. Uh, and, and Russia will still be importing food and, and medicines and all the things which are critical for, for the civilian health and, and, and lives. Uh, and nothing else. Everything else will be stopped. Uh, okay. Mostly everything else is stopped already. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.